Uh, remain standing, remain standing, grab your Bibles, turn me to uh, 1 John chapter number 4. 1 John uh, chapter number 4. 1 John chapter number 4. If you don't know what 1 John is, that's okay. Um, just I, I would always start at the very beginning of your Bible. Look right there in the good old table of contents. Uh, 1 John is in your uh, New Testament, so you have Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, you go over there almost to the end of your New Testament. It goes 1 John. Mine's on page 788. And so um, you may have a little bit more pages than I do. We'll see. I got smaller print. And that's probably going to change in the future. Um, but uh, you can also, um, you can also, that's what I hear at least. Um, you can also start from the back. Uh, Revelation, Jude, 3 John, 2 John, and then 1 John. But uh, 1 John uh, chapter number 4. Um, if you don't have a Bible, let me know. We'll get you a Bible. Uh, I really encourage you to bring your Bible every single week um, because I want you to see it you know, in print, in your hand, something you can take with you, look back at it, all that kind of stuff. But if you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We put it up on the screen for you. Um, so hopefully either if you are either looking in your Bible in 1 John chapter 4 or you're looking up on the screen to 1 John chapter 4, if you are at verse number 7 and you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Here we go. It says, Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, the next verse is what we talked about two weeks ago. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. So, we talked about the love of God toward us, because God sent His only begotten Son into the world, we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Now we're going to jump over to verse number um, 15. 15, we'll come back to 11 and 14 next week, okay? This is where we picked up last week. It said, whosoever, verse 15, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him and He in God. So last week we talked about our love for God. For we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. We hear that again. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. He enters our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Last week, this is important, verse 19, we love him because, what does it say? He first loved us. When we love God as a reactionary love, when we experience the love of God, then we love him because he first loved us. But notice where he goes back to in verse 20. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment, now don't get caught up in that word commandment, okay? We're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. And this commandment have we from him, that he who loved God, love what? His brother also. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you so much for, Lord, how you're helping us as a church to really step back, to, to reevaluate, to uh, to come back to the, the most important thing, which is why we do what we do here. Uh, Lord, we can get so caught up in the what and the how. 
We can get so caught up in, in the activity of the church. But Lord, if we do a bunch of activity, but we don't know why we're doing it, and we don't check our motives, Lord God, we can do a lot of things in vain. And so, Lord God, I pray for us today, Lord, as we pray every single, for the past couple weeks, Lord God, every single time we come together at 8 o'clock to pray for today, that, Lord, our prayer is simple. Meet with us. Meet with us. Lord, let it be evident, Lord God, that you met with us. And, Lord God, whatever that meeting, whatever happens with that meeting, Lord God, that you meet with us, Lord, Lord, that we would take action and take steps, Lord God, based on what you do in our hearts. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We make big of you because you are God. And thank goodness we are not. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, just to kind of summarize a little bit where we've been um, over the past um, couple of weeks. Um, we started in 1 John 4, and I, I share with you all, this is the section of Scripture, the first section of Scripture I ever preached here at Temple Baptist Fairview, came out of this section of Scripture. It was on Wednesday night, um, and, and it, was more, it was from the standpoint of, okay, we're, we're about to start a campus, we're about to um, start a church, and so, so what do we need to get right first? And it really centered around uh, this love for God and this love for people, and that's where we need to start. But, but as we talked about towards the end of last week's message, then in some ways, if you're not careful, we can become like the church of Ephesus in the book of Revelation. That we can labor and we can do and we can work and, and we're not putting up with sin and all this kind of stuff. We can do all these things and, and, and even from the standpoint of the fact that we don't quit, we keep it going. But then we see that, you know what, there's something wrong. There's a problem. There's something amiss. And what's that thing that's amiss? It's because we, they had left their first love. They were doing what God asked them to do. They got the what's and the how's right, but what was missing was the why. And what, what, what it talks about to the church of Ephesus says, you know what, uh, remember from where else I was fallen, repent and do thy first works. And get back to the place of what it was all about in the beginning, which was loving God and in turn loving people. And so that's where we are kind of as a church, but really more from the standpoint, I don't want to talk so much as, as a church, as much as it is from the standpoint is that we all sometimes need to be reminded that, you know what, I can get so busy doing, doing things for God that I forget about being who I am in God. And focusing on who I am in God and our, my relationship with Him and how that relationship motivates me to do other things, first of all, just being busy for Him. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, just to kind of review from the past two weeks. One was we had to understand, in order to understand our love for God, we had to understand God's love for us. Because here's the deal, God loved you first, amen. He loved you first. He took the first step. He took the first step. You know, it's kind of this whole thing, and I'm not trying to, this is what's kind of weird about our, our world nowadays. The old, old school, old-fashioned way of dating was this. Okay, guys, <laughs> you asked out the girl, <laughs> and you said, hey, I'll come pick you up at so-and-so time, and so you got in your vehicle that you helped pay for, okay, you put gas in it that you had a job, okay, to put gas in that car, you drove to that girl's house, you knocked on the door, okay, sometimes the person that answered the door was not who you were looking for, they weren't as pretty, they looked a little manly, and you're like, okay, that's dad. So dad comes in, you know, he's cleaning his shotgun, that kind of stuff. 
You have to have a conversation with him, and then you finally, here she comes down, all this kind of stuff. You're, you're like, hey, uh, you're kind of, like, you're pretty, but I don't want to say too much because I want your dad mad, whatever, okay? And you take her, and, 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 you, and you open the door for her, you put her in the car, and you drive off, and you go to the restaurant, and the guy pays for the meal, right? Okay, and then you take her back home, and then it's the first date, so you just you just nicely say to the door, shake her hand, and leave. All right, and if anybody wants their teenager, you just keep shaking hands for a long time until you get married. Okay. <laughs> now, why am I saying all that? Let me just let me just get on my soapbox for just a minute. That is not all how relationships work today. It's the girl, and I'll just let me just say this is kind of a bad thing. We get the girls are pursuing the guys. Let me help you, this girl. Stop doing that. If you're pursuing the guy all the time, he ain't going to try to pursue you. He ain't going to put any work into it. Just a side note, okay, all right? But it's like, you know, you hear this, well, so-and-so likes you. Oh, so-and-so likes me. Well, I guess I like them too, you know, right? Whatever. Okay, so, but why don't I say all that, okay? Somebody had to take the first step. And let me help you with this. In your relationship with God, God took the first step. God took the first step. He, he, you didn't go looking for God. He came looking for you. So it starts with his love for us. But in return, when, when we experience the love of God, okay, when we experience the love of God, it's a reactionary love because of his love for us. We love him. We love him. It's a reactionary love. And we talked about last week, and I still think that's really cool, just from the standpoint of the, the bride and the groom and all this kind of stuff is great. So uh, w- God loves us, then we love him. Now what springs forth from that? What springs forth from that? Because we've experienced God's love, we love Him, so what happens when that relationship happens? What's the outflow of that? Okay, the outflow of that starts with verse number 7. Verse number 7, Beloved, let us love who? One another. Okay, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another. For, For love is of God. Now, here's the deal. The reason why you can love somebody else is because you've experienced real love. Because the only thing that's real love is God. Amen? That's the only thing that's real love. All right? So you experience real love, and so now you can extend that love to somebody else. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. So really, you're not able to love someone else unless you know the love of God. You have to know that because God is love. You don't understand what love is truly until you understand the love that God has for you. Notice this in verse 8, and we'll look at this in a couple weeks, but this is important. He that loveth not knoweth not who? God. So there's a direct, that, that we're saying, okay, but you know what? I love God, but do you love people? Because if you don't love people, according to this verse, that must mean that you don't love who? God. I'm not trying to step on toes, but it looks like it happened already, okay? (laughs) But if we say, I love God, but I hate that person, what you're saying is, really, if you say you hate that person, really, in turn, you can't say you love God. Because if you know know the love of God, that means you you can love others. But if you don't love others, that must mean that you don't love God. Don't get mad at me. This is the Bible, not me, okay? All right. Now, he goes on a little bit more in verse number 20, just to kind of explain or get this, because somebody's like, no, that's not right. I I love God, but I hate that person. (laughs) It's okay. It's worked out so far for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, me and God are cool. I just hate that person. He goes on to say, verse 20, 
If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a what? A liar. A liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And that's a really cool question. That's a really cool question. When you think about the Christian faith, when you think about the Christian faith, it's kind of weird that we put our faith and trust in somebody we cannot see. Now, but what's cool about that is that's why it's called faith. Amen? Amen? Now here, you can say, well, how can that be a real relationship? I promise you, my relationship with God is just as real as any relationship I have with somebody else. I promise you that, okay? If, if you don't have a real, ongoing, growing relationship with God, I mean, you need to check up a little bit. Because I'm telling you, even though I've never seen Him, I'm as close to Him in, 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 in a lot of ways right now than I've ever been. So even though I haven't seen Him, I still love Him. But what he's saying is like, look, if you can, you, if you can put, put your love and direction towards somebody you can't see, then obviously it should be a lot easier to give love to somebody you can see. Because here's somebody I can see, I can physically touch. Like I can look at Tim and say, look, hey, I love you. I love you too. There we go, all right? He's about to say thank you. I was a little worried about that, okay? All right? <laughs> I love you, Tim. Like, and it, but th- this is easy. This is easy. Like, we're right here, man. I see you. We're good. I mean, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. You know, your good parts, some of your bad parts. I mean, it's all, but I love you, man. It's real easy to love somebody like this. But what this verse is saying is like, look, if you say you can love like this, it's, it's not that this is easier, that if you can love like this, this is easier. This is easier. Because you can see this. This is something you physically touch, and it's tangible. But notice this, verse 21, and this commandment, don't get, don't get caught up in that word commandment, okay? We're going to deal with that in a couple weeks. Have we from him that he that loveth God, what's the next thing? Love his brother also. Love his brother also. And here's what's really cool about that. It's, 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 it's kind of an, the way it's said, it's, it's more if it's, a, it's an assumption that it's just one follows the other. Do you see that? It's not saying that he that loveth God should love his brother also. It's saying if you love God, you're going to love your brother. Does that make sense? It, it, it flows. It's together. And so if we say, you know what, if, I, if, if you say I love God, and in turn you have to say in the same breath, I love my brother. I love other people. Now some of y'all are already thinking in your mind, there is somebody right now I hate. We'll talk about that next week, okay? All right? Because I'm going to help you with it from the standpoint of what, a verse we're going to look at on how you're going to have the power to do that. Because, ah, we'll put a trailer out there, okay? Put a little teaser out there, all right? Okay? In reality, you can't love your brother in your own ability. In reality, okay? But the only reason why you can love your brother is because of the love of God, Okay? Now, we'll get into that a little bit more next week, but it, it's kind of like I'm telling you this, and I'm saying, well, what's the secret, Buchanan? Come back for the secret next week, <laughs> okay? But you don't, because, uh, let me help you with this. <laughs> I want to just come with it. I don't want to, but then I want anything to preach next week. So here we go. Um, <laughs> but there's really nothing good in you. I'm going to say it one more time. There's really nothing good in you. The only thing good in you is God, Christ. So when you're loving somebody else, you're not doing it in your own power. You're doing it in God's power. 
No more teaser. Stop. <laughs> okay, stop, Buchanan, stop. Now, let's talk a little bit more about this. Let's go, go to, our, um, let's go to our, our little statement. Our little statement. Because this word commandment, all that kind of stuff. That little statement that I always put up every week. There we go. All right. <laughs> I almost threw my hip out. Okay, here we go. Duty does not lead to devotion. Say it with me. Ready? Duty does not lead to devotion. And the reason why I'm going to keep pounding that and keep pounding that and keep pounding that because as soon as I talk about, as soon as I talk about we should love other people, you go straight to this. Now that's what I'm supposed to do. But duty does not lead to devotion. Okay? Now let's go to our Matthew verse. Let's go to our Matthew verse. Okay, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, or no, a couple weeks ago, last week, okay? All right. So Matthew 22, we talked about this, where here's, here's a conversation that Jesus has with a lawyer, and he lays some stuff out, okay? Verse, uh, verse 34, it says, But when the Pharisees had heard that he put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together, okay? So basically what Jesus has said before this is that not only are there's two ultra-religious groups that are saying, you know what, we're, we're going to be quiet. Now, when a bunch of religious people get quiet, people start to gather, okay? Because that don't happen a lot of times, all right? So, here we go, verse 35. Then one of them, one of them in that crowd, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, so he, ha- he, has a, he, has, he doesn't have a good motive behind what he's doing, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Master, which is the great commandment of the law? And here's what he says in verse 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. We talked about this last week. So we're going we're gonna to love God with everything that we are. Every part of me, every piece of me goes to my love towards God. And he says in verse 38, This is the first and great commandment. That before anything, and this is and this is going to feel weird a little bit because it's like we're going to move forward and then we're going to come back. We're going to move forward and then we're going to come back because we have to center it on for the, everything that we do, even from the standpoint of loving people. It starts with our love for God. So here's we got to keep reminding ourselves. Okay, if something's not right this way, there's a probably a problem this way. Okay, because if you can't love people, you need to check up on your love for God. We'll keep on going to this a, little, a couple more weeks. Okay, here we go. Next, verse 39. Now, the second is like unto it. Okay? Now, it's still second, but it's very similar. It's very close. It's kind of interesting how with First John 4, it kind of flows. Our love for God should flow into our love for people. It's not a do this and do that. It's a do this and this will happen. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor, what's the next part, as thyself, thyself. Now, we're going to stop right there. There's another, the, one, one, in the next verse, in a couple of weeks, we'll look at, it's, ooh, I love it. Okay, all right. <laughs> the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, here's what's interesting. That is a good, interesting choice of words. Because he doesn't say, love your neighbor as God loves you. He said, love your neighbor as thyself. Now, why did he say that? Here's why he said that, because he understands what the human heart is. Let me just help you with what the human heart is. The human heart is selfish. Selfish. 
our natural inclination is to think about ourselves. Now, here's, here's what I had this conversation with somebody because you have, you have two different dynamics here. You either have people that think too highly of themselves, so they're selfish in that way, or they think too less of themselves, but even when you think too less of yourself, and in reality, you're still thinking about what? Yourself. <laughs> yourself, <laughs> Okay. And, 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 and let me help on this side. Those that think less of themselves, really, in, in reality, you're still focused on self because God created you, and God created you the way you are. And so when you say that's bad, you're focused in saying that God isn't good in how he made me that, because it's focused on self. Now, and, and we can argue about this, go round and round, all that kind of stuff, but we are selfish beings. We are selfish beings. And, and, and just go throughout your whole entire life. There are times where you just do things just because, you know what? I deserve it. <laughs> I need it. It's for me, okay? We're selfish. And so he's playing into that. Love your neighbor as thyself, as thyself. And here's what's kind of interesting. Let's use an example. Let's use an illustration. Um, how many of y'all have ever attended church for the very first time? That should be everybody's hand raised up, okay? Just so we're clear, all right? Um, so it, it, even if this is your first ever time in church or whatever, everybody has gone to church for the very first time. Now, let's be honest. That is a scary proposition to go into a church for the very first time. Now, some of y'all have gone into a church for the very first time, and it was a positive experience. Some of you have gone to the church for the very first time, and it was a negative experience. Now, let's all act like this is our first time here at Temple Baptist Fairview. Welcome, everyone. We've got a lot of first-time attenders, okay? We'll be expanding our welcome area soon, all right, because there's a lot of you here. If this is your first time here, think about this. Think about this. If this is your first time here and you drove on the parking lot, you walked in the door, you came, sat down, you sang a little songs, and you left out, and no one, no one in any way, shape, or form talked to you, shook your hand, smiled your way, anything like that, would that bother you? Yes, it would. Come on. Some of you are like, I don't want people to talk to me at all. Okay, really? You're really telling me that you want to come in here and be like, like, like nobody. Here's what's funny. I've talked to people like that, and they say, I'm glad that nobody talked to me, whatever that. And then when nobody talked to me, they're like, nobody ever talked to me. <laughs> what? Don't say you like it. Like, you can't have it both ways. Now, now, hopefully this didn't happen today. So why, why do we put such a premium when someone new comes in that we want to do everything we can to smile, shake their hand, make them feel welcome? Why? Not because it's about what, what, what we think they should get. It should be, it's really because of our selfish nature, from the standpoint of love your neighbors as self, because you are doing to them what you wish somebody would what? Do for you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And this is, this is so weird to think about. That, that he's, he's playing on the fact that we know you're selfish. We, we know that it's about you all the time. So here's the deal. Don't love your neighbor as you think God loves you. Just love him as you want to be loved. Now, this is is really simple, Buchanan, but do we do a good job of this? Do we have that on our mind? 
Every time we go from the standpoint of how we express love to somebody else is looking, okay, I'm going to express love to this person. Well, how would I want love expressed to me? Oh, I'd want somebody to smile. I want somebody to shake my hand. I want somebody to engage me. I want somebody to call me, to text me, to check up on me, all this kind of stuff. I want those things. Well, if that's all the things you want people to do for you, guess what? You got to do those things for others. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? All right. Now, that's one illustration. Let's go to another illustration in, in, in God's Word. Let me go to this. I'm going to go to this TV. I don't want Craig and Joni to feel left out, okay? All right, so here we go. By the way, I'm glad you're here. Did I give you the other one? There should be another verse. I think it's like in Luke. We'll just make it up. Nope, nope. Is that, after the, is that what's next? I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay, all right, so. <laughs> all right. Devotion leads to duty. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to make it out like I knew what I was doing. Okay, next, next verse. Next verse. There is no, you don't have another verse? Okay, I'll just look it up for myself. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry about that. You don't have a Luke 10? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> We're on the same page. We got this, man. <laughs> totally planned. Totally planned. <laughs> <It is, laughs> that, that was a volunteer recruitment. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I love you, Scott. You know that, right? Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember what Tim, what Tim did. Remember, I love you back. Okay, nice. All right, so here we go. Now, here's, here's what's really cool. That what's really cool about both of these, that you have a lawyer who's tempting people. Okay? Really interesting. I just saw that. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? Thou, how readest thou? So what, when you look at the law, what do you read? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. Okay, if you want to put that in there too. With all thy mind. And thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 28. And he said to him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live verse 29 but he willing to justify himself said to jesus and who is my neighbor who is my neighbor like like okay you you, you're saying that that i need to love my neighbor as myself and all this kind of stuff but who is my neighbor verse 30 he gives an example and jesus answering said a certain man went down from jerusalem to jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead verse 31 and by chance there came down a certain who is this what is this priest okay so religious folk right religious folk that way and when he saw him he passed by on the other side verse 32 and likewise a levite now let me help you with this the levite the the priests come from the from from levitical tribe okay so let me help you this you have a priest here but you have a Levite, so a Levite is, is who the priests are chosen from. So this is still the, the, the righteous of the righteous, the holy of the holy. So you've got a priest and a Levite, two very holy, righteous individuals, supposedly God-fearing people. When he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, let, let's stop real quick. What's really cool about the fact that he did talk about a Samaritan is that who he's talking to is Jews, and Samaritans were hated. 
They were hated. They were despised. Okay? So it, just for comparison's sake, you have a priest that is looked highly upon, you have a Levite that looks, looks highly upon, and then you have a, let's just let's put it in perspective. Here's priest, here's Levite. Here's Samaritan. <laughs> okay? Here's Samaritan. From the standpoint of what, how they viewed people, okay? All right? You got priest and Levite over here. They're pretty awesome, pretty great, pretty wonderful. They, they, they know the law, and, and they're following God and all that kind of stuff. And, and we have to go to them even to get to God and everything. And then you have this Samaritan that is the scum of the earth. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he had what? Compassion on him. Verse 34. Notice what happened. Like, okay, so it's not, uh, both, in both situations, and I may be off on, off on the priest, but both of the priest and the Levite notice the man, and they walk on the other side. But the Samaritan looks at the man, does the same thing the priest and the Levite does, but he takes a step. Okay? He goes in his direction. He pursues after this guy. But he doesn't just leave there. He doesn't just look at him and say, oh, I love you. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Like this guy's going the extra mile. Would you agree? He's going the extra mile. He's not just saying, hey, here's a guy. He's half dead. Like, here, well, I'll pray for you. All right? Okay? He's going the extra mile. He's like, hey, this guy's got needs. What can I do to help this guy out? Verse 35. And on the morrow when he departed... He took out two pence and gave them to the host and said to him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Look at this. So he took care of him that day. Then he says, hey, here's some stuff to take care of him some more. And if he has to stay a little bit longer, when I come back through, I'll pay you for that too. Verse 36. Which now of these, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Now, that's pretty easy, right? Would you agree? Is it the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan? Y'all say it. One, two, three. Samaritan. Samaritan. Easy, right? Easy, right? And he said unto him, He that showeth mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. See, what's interesting, what's interesting is, is and, and, I, and, and again, don't get caught up in commandment. Don't get caught up in ought and should. We're going to deal with that in a couple weeks. All right? But here we go. Our love, our, God loves us. We love him. Because we love him, there is an outflow of our love for others. Now, let me give you an illustration. And this is not in any way, shape, or form to, to lift me up or boast me up or whatever, or anybody else that I, that I include in this story. Two weeks ago, Tim, is it two weeks ago? Two Fridays ago? Two Fridays ago. Uh, Anthony Barbie, where you at, Anthony? You in here, buddy? Okay, Anthony Barbie, he, he has been a tremendous blessing to this church. Um, we, we have, um, not only can he rock the drums like nobody else, okay? Yeah. I, I, like, I love, I love when there's a drummer that's like, you can actually tell he's enjoying what he's doing. Like, those drummers are like, and it's like, okay, I love it. I love it. 
okay? Not only can he rock the drums like nobody's business, but Anthony, Anthony has, has volunteered um, to uh, kind of be our maintenance guy around here. So we got some little projects to need to do, and, and so he was like, hey, hey, brother, I'll help you with that. And I'm like, awesome, you can help me with that. And, and he comes real cheap, free, okay? I like that too, all right? So, so he's been our maintenance guy and all this kind of stuff and doing some different projects, and it's just been a tremendous blessing to this church, tremendous blessing to me. I appreciate you, uh, Anthony. Yeah, this guy, every time I see him, love you, brother, and I always have to say love you back, okay? I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't say thank you very often, do I? Okay, all right, okay. But... So here we are, he's, he's here on a, fr- it's a Friday, a Friday, he's here on a Friday, and, uh, and he, we're doing kind of stuff, so we, we're, we walk out and we're like, whoa, something kind of surprises us. There's a man laying there um, on, on the, the porch here, laying, and he is sawing some logs, like that guy is tired. And so I'm trying to know what's going on with him, whatever like that, and I'm like, hey, hey, try to wake him up, see what's going on, or that. he don't move. Andy looks at him and says, he's probably tired. Let's let him sleep. I'm like, okay. So we go, it's probably like two hours we kind of go and all that kind of stuff. We kind of keep checking on him, whatever. So I look outside and he's gone. I'm like, oh my gosh, where'd he go? So I went and I, and, and, and I saw him. He was kind of walking back from, uh, from the mod or whatever. And, and, I, and I, start to, I start to, hey, 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 hey. And he's not really responding. Well, come to find out, the guy's deaf. So he's deaf and, 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 and really kind of mute, honestly, not really can communicate, whatever. And so here we go. Um, so, uh, so he's deaf, obviously, I don't know sign language or anything like that, but, but he pulls out a little, a little um, uh, notebook, and we start writing, and we start talking, okay? And come to find out, um, this guy has, um, he, he's from uh, Kentucky. Um, he came down here because um, of a girl, <laughs> I'm just being completely honest, okay? Um, they 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 um, they they kind of got into it. He she kicked him out. Um, so I said, "Well, can we contact her?" No, she blocked she blocked me and broke her phone. Okay, all right. So so we're going through all this kind of stuff, and I and I said, so basically went back and forth. And I said, "What do you need?" I said, "I need to get back to Lexington, Kentucky." Now here's the deal: we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make, right? Here's a guy who's on the steps of the church, and he needs to get to Lexington, Kentucky. So I'm like, okay. Uh, my first idea, honestly, my first idea was, okay, we'll put him on a bus. We'll do what we can. And then my second idea was, I need to call in some people that know what to do in these situations. So I called Tim Barbie. And, uh, and Tim called Tim. Uh, Tim, Tim. Tim was at home. Uh, Tim dropped what he was doing at home, came up to the church. Um, we were with this guy for like, and then we, and then you had to go through this process. It's not just like get him on a bus, but like, does he? How's he going to go from bus to bus to bus? How is it, is it somebody going to receive him? Is somebody going to receive him and give him a place to stay? Like, it's not like we're, this is not when you talk about homeless ministry. It's not like uh, let, like let's really like try to help them get to a place to where they're not on the streets anymore. Okay. And, and, and what I love about Unsheltered International and why we support them as, as, as a missionary is because they are doing some awesome work. They're not just handing somebody a meal. They're saying, you know what, let's help you get off the streets and back in a good place and get you back to like a fully functioning member of society. It's not, I mean, anybody can give a meal. I'm not trying to be ugly about that. Uh, I, I'm wearing, where's uh, Hunter Graham? Where you at, buddy? I got it right here. 
I got it right here. I love this. There's a, there's a thrift store that we worked at down in Mobile when we were in Mobile Mission Trip, and it, it says hashtag more than a meal, okay? It's, it's good to feed them, don't get me wrong, but are you willing to take them the rest of the way? And here's why I'm, why I'm using the example. The Good Samaritan didn't just say, I love you. The Good Samaritan didn't just bound up his wounds. The Good Samaritan said he bound up his wounds, he took him somewhere, he put him up for the night, he paid for a little bit more and said, hey, if he needs to be a little bit longer. It's like he went the extra mile. And that's what Tim and I put our heads together, all this kind of stuff. And we got him a bus ticket that day. Here's what, here's what happened. I, and, and, and so that's the morning, about lunchtime. Tim takes him. Goes get some 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 for lunch, kind of drive because the bus don't leave till three. So Tim takes basically the whole entire Friday and does everything he can to help make sure this homeless man gets on the bus and, and on his way. Then sends me a text the Saturday morning that he got back from Philip. Is Philip's name right? Philip. Okay, Philip. By the way, that's that's a big deal too. Like if we're gonna have compassion on people, we need to probably know their name. Like these are not just random people. These are like these people have a name, right? Okay, and Tim sends me Saturday morning a picture showing showing Philip with his brother that received him in Kentucky, and they're all good. And by the way, his whole entire family's deaf, so like we're like trying to communicate with the brother and like via Facebook and all. It's crazy. Now, why do we do that kind of stuff? Why do we do that kind of stuff? Here's why we do that kind of stuff: because we love people. We love people. Anthony, you were right there with me. This was not a, a and, and, and let me help you with this real quick. Sometimes loving people is not convenient. Sometimes loving people is going to cost you a little bit. Sometimes loving people is going to mess up your schedule and your agenda and all that kind of stuff. But in that moment, the, what, we, what we were supposed to do is we were supposed to show love to that person. And here's why, and here's what's really cool about this. Here's what's really cool about this. The only way I was to show love to him is because of the love that the Father has shown me. Let's look at this. Let's think about this. I promise you, and I hope, we're, and, 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 and I know this is kind of taking a salvation direction, but we need to get there. Is what we need to understand is that you are a mess. Let me help you with this. You're still a mess. Well, let me say, help you with this. We're still a mess. I'm throwing myself in there. And God saw you in your messy, broke down, hopeless situation and said, you know what? I'm going to love that guy. I'm going to love that lady. And, 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 and you could do nothing for yourself. You were completely hopeless. I'm telling you, Anthony, let's be honest. If we had not done anything for that guy, where would that guy be today? I don't know. No telling, no telling. He may be on the side of the road right now starving to death for all I know. Is that reality, Tim? Look, you were in a hopeless state. You needed somebody to come rescue you. And thank, thank the Lord Jesus came and rescued you. And because, because he showed that grace and that mercy to you, here's the thing, and this is what's really cool, is that we can show that same grace and mercy to somebody else. And how do we express that? The best way we express that is for our love for somebody else. Our love. 
Now let's go back to that little, that little thing I put before, a little statement. Because devotion leads to duty. Because devotion leads to duty. How can I love somebody else? Because he first loved me. And, and, and if he took the first step with other people, I really need to take the first step. I need to show love to other people. And you're like, Buchanan, this is so, so simple. But is that how we operate all the time? Do we really operate from the standpoint? And, and, and this is kind of, in, in some ways, summarizing about the stepping back and all that kind of stuff. Anything you do for God, anything you do for God, is really from the standpoint, either from the standpoint of your love for him or your love for other people. It's that simple. We'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks. All right, everybody stand, everybody stand.